to the fifth episode of the Flow and Flourish launch series. So glad you are back. And if this is your first time here, welcome. Make sure you go back and listen to the first few episodes so that you can get the details of what this podcast is all about and learn how I help you flow and flourish using various pillars of flow. My goal as your capacity coach is to help you create balance between your personal and professional life and your money sits smack dab in the middle of both. So with that, we are talking all about coins today. Okay, so quick confession. I'm a slight sophista ratchet and... Cardi B is all in my brain today as we talk about cash flow. You know what song I'm talking about. Money. All I really, really need is the money. And you know, it goes on, but that's really what's uh, <laughs> in my head. So, <laughs> okay, I'm finished and I'm done. But seriously, money makes the world go round and it's not really something you can live without. And honestly, most folks want more of it so they can improve their quality of life as well as the lives of the people close to them. Now, I don't disagree with that because I like nice things. I enjoy being able to support my core and extended family and I love to travel and all of these things are not free. On the most basic level, we all need food, clothes, and shelter. So having a cash flow is a must. Now, within this pillar and throughout the show today, we will be focusing on three areas within cash flow. It'll be mindset, habits, and legacy. Along my journey in this pillar, I've had to become aware of where I stood and then make conscious decisions to adjust what I felt needed to be adjusted. Some of the adjustments were easy, while others really did require more work than I realized I was committing to, and some of the work I'm honestly still doing now. It really is a journey, not a race, and you have to give yourself grace wherever you may be at this point in your life. Now, if you grew up anything like me, we didn't talk about money in my household. We had what we needed. We traveled from time to time, had family gatherings, and that was that. It's crazy because thinking about it out loud now, I didn't realize how big of a deal it was until I was well into my 20s that my dad owned and operated a very successful painting business where he was awarded government contracts as a minority business owner. So while money wasn't necessarily an issue, it just wasn't talked about. Can anybody else relate to that? Now, my childhood up until my teenage years, that was a little rough between being homeless for a short amount of time and my parents separating when I was about eight. What I was seeing built the foundation for what I thought and felt about money. It was the basis of my initial money mindset. I didn't come to that their conclusion, honestly, until recently, like within the last year recently. With that, let's talk a little bit more about mindset. So do you know what your money mindset is? By definition, a money mindset is an overriding attitude or belief that you have about your finances. It drives how you make everyday decisions around money, key or major financial decisions, and can have a really big impact on your ability to achieve your goals. 
Similarly, what I meant by asking about knowing your own money mindset is what is your relationship with money? With me, I started to realize that because we grew up on or below the poverty line at times, as soon as I made any money, I started buying all the things I wanted that my parents would or couldn't get me. Then when I became a mom at age 19, that turned into lavish birthday parties and expensive Christmas gifts because I wanted to give my baby what I wanted or felt I missed out on as a child. At no time did I ever consider or think for a second that she didn't even know what gifts were, let alone did she even really want them. I was literally buying stuff for all of the wrong reasons. As my daughter got older, my mindset started to shift. However, I had already created a situation where she was expecting these outlandish parties and gifts. So out of the underlying guilt and shame I carried because I had her at such a young age and I was a single mother, I kept it up for a while, really convincing myself that somehow it made me a better mom. When I launch the cash flow series in a couple of weeks, I'll be challenging you to really dig deep and figure out when and where your current money mindset comes from. So moving on to the second area of focus, let's talk about money habits. In essence, a habit really is something that we do over and over, oftentimes without ever even thinking about it, hence the phrase out of habit. And when it comes to cash flow, I want you to consider your current habits, both the good and the bad. The top things that come up for me and my clients are usually around budgeting and saving. And thinking about this again out loud, it's crazy how you can increase your income and still be rich broke. Like, how is that even possible? Well, for me, this looked like going from making about $40,000 a year. And after doubling that, I was still living paycheck to paycheck. I didn't do anything crazy like go buy a brand new car, go on shopping sprees or give a ton of money to friends and family. What I did do, though, was not track my finances at all. So I had no idea I was spending well over $500 a month on restaurants. I was spending $300 or more on coffee between my husband and I. And at times, our grocery bill for a month was well over $1,000. Because I was making more, when I went to buy something, I would tell myself, I got it, I'm making more, so we good. Or we don't need to budget, we know what our bills are. And our expenses haven't changed, so we don't need to budget. Now, in reality, I didn't have a clue what was going on. It got so bad that... I not only was spending more than I was bringing in, I started being unable to pay my bills on time, honestly, to the point where our gas and electric got turned off. And that was probably one of the most embarrassing days of my life to this day. I felt like I'd failed as a wife and as a mother. I was afraid to open up my bills and I was really ashamed of myself. I knew at that moment I needed to get my cash flow in order, so I started paying close attention to my spending habits. Once I did, it really felt like magic. I was like, really? This is all I had to do? Track what's coming in and out and stop wasting money? Now, I've since learned and come to realize that money is freedom to me, and I never, 
ever want to end up in a situation like that again. So I do all the sexy work on the back end. I didn't realize how not being able to pay my bills on time and living paycheck to paycheck was stressing me out until I didn't have those problems anymore and it was getting done. But it definitely was taking a toll on me. So I ask you again, what are your money habits? Are you actively saving a portion of your paycheck or are you spending everything you earn because your money is burning a hole in your pocket? Do you create a budget and actually stick to it? Or do you make it so that it looks pretty on the paper with all the fancy formulas, color coded and columns, and then the buck stops there? I'm a firm believer that knowing is half the battle. So what are you doing with what you know? Now that brings me to the third focus within this pillar, legacy. We talked about mindset and habits, which set you up for financial success. But once you've achieved that, what's next? I often say and hear others say that when you know better, you do better. And for me, that means teaching the people closest to me, meaning my children, how to do better so they don't make the same mistakes I made. On top of that, I don't ever want money to be an issue for them. And I want my legacy to be part of their future. So what does legacy mean to you? And I want you to tell me in social media when or what happened for you that turned the switch on. And also, aside from the money and assets, what do you want to leave this world to remember you by? For example, as part of my legacy, I want to impact and change the lives of not only my friends and family, but millions of women around the world. So as we go deeper into cash flow and talk about legacy in future episodes, I want you to start sharing with me your legacy thoughts. At this point, you might be saying, Nicole, how does all of this tie into me creating balance between my personal and professional life? Well, first, it ties in because creating a healthy relationship with money requires balance in and of itself. And to be able to do this, it requires you to self-evaluate just like you do with heart flow, workflow, and health flow. You see the pattern here? When it comes down to how you manage your money, it's directly connected to your self-esteem and how you feel about yourself impacts your everyday choices. As a result, your choices and actions then reflect your true values and boundaries, not what you say that you value and not what you talk about as needing to be boundaries. And of course, All of this then impacts your ability to flow between your personal and professional life because being out of flow in one area impacts one or more of the other areas of flow. Take, for example, what I said earlier about not managing my own cash flow. Not only did it impact my emotional health, but it caused me so much stress that I couldn't sleep at night. And that resulted in me having zero ability to concentrate at work. So then my workflow area started to get messed up. At this point, my cash flow, my health flow and workflow are all a mess. So that spills over into my heart flow. And I began being irritated at home, yelling at the kids, arguing with my spouse and really stuck 
in this cycle. And the only thing that brought me through and out of this cycle was my faith. While that is the next and last pillar that we'll talk about in the next episode, for now, I just feel moved to tell you that after being mad at the creator, I had to take responsibility for my actions. I prayed and I asked God to help me use what I was experiencing as a way to know and do better. Between praying, getting my mind right, and taking inventory of my habits, things got better over time. After hearing this, I hope you have a better understanding of how your cash flow impacts the other areas of your life. And that if you need to make changes in this department, it's never too late. My goal is to help you build capacity for a sustainable success. And that's literally impossible if you don't manage your cash flow. I already mentioned that in the next episode, we will be talking about faith flow and it will be the last episode of the Flow and Flourish launch series. Can you believe it? I can't wait to hear all of your aha moments and how this is helping you and the folks in your heart pillar. So be sure to tag me in social media and to check out my website if you want to connect with me directly. I would absolutely love to hear from you. So if you haven't done so already, make sure that you click that subscribe button because you know you will be coming back. Uh, Also, be sure to rate this episode and any of the other episodes that you've listened to. And please keep sharing it with people that you know need to hear it. Until then, and as always, I look forward to continuing to help you create balance between your personal and professional life without ever having to sacrifice yourself, your family, and what matters most to you. Talk to you soon.